This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to Mum Life Untangled. I'm your host, Emma Bunting. I help new mums return to exercise to rebuild strength from the inside out by providing personal, group and virtual training with a community of like-minded mums. My business is called Motivate Mums and my mission is to educate, support and encourage mums to return to exercise safely after having a baby. In this podcast, I'm on a journey to untangle some of the complicated things that we experience as mums. My aim is to create clarity and understanding, leave you feeling inspired. If you'd like to join me virtually, you can join me in my Upskill membership, which offers nine live sessions a week with three mum safe trainers, myself and two others. We provide an online membership with live sessions, and if you can't make the live session, you can jump on the recording. Everything is delivered through a Facebook group and into an app, so it's like a PT in your pocket. If you want to find out more, head to my website, www.motivatemums.com. Click on the Upskill membership, fill out your form, and I'll provide you with a seven-day free trial. Do it, because I promise you'll love it. All righty, Melissa, thank you for joining me today. How are you feeling? Great. You good? I'm super pumped. Yeah, I'm really excited. If you'd asked me yesterday, I was like, ugh. No, I wasn't feeling it yesterday. Today, I'm beaming. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be cool. This <laughs> is one I have been excited to do. Since the retreat, I'm like, got to do it, got to do it. And even before the tr- yeah. retreat, before I even met you, I was like, I'm just, I need to dig deeper. I need to understand what you do more, <laughs> which we'll get into a bit later on. But Melissa is from Rural Women's Exercise. Um, super excited about this. She's genuine honest and very inspiring. She leads by example to your family, clients and everybody around you. And you can just, you get that sense um, as soon as I speak to you and soon as we connected at the retreat. Mel and I are both part of the MumSafe team, which is a team of fitness professionals who are all passionate about helping women and mums exercise through all stages of motherhood. And to give you an idea what MumSafe is, we're all safe return to exercise accredited. We're pre and postnatal insured. We all partner with women's health physios. We're registered with a fitness body and committed to ongoing education, which is all provided by uh, Jane Dugard, who's the owner of MumSafe. So that was to give you a little bit of um, understanding of kind of the point of difference of a MumSafe trainer. And we're all invested in upskilling to ensure women are looked after within the fitness industry. So before we kick off, Melissa, I've got a really important question to ask you. What is your favorite cocktail and who would you share it with? Don't ask me that. I don't drink cocktails. (laughs) So whenever we go anywhere nice, I order the glass of wine and hubby orders the cocktails. So you have to ask him what the favourite cocktail is because he's the cocktail guy. I am just a dry white, savvy bee kind of girl. Yep. Perfect. That's my thing. And who I'd share it with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, That is tough. I'm like... (laughs) You? Can I say you? Yes. Like, you I really enjoyed me. our time together at the retreat. <laughs> I'd love to be able to just come and have a glass of wine and I love you. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hold That's you to answer. it. It's a date. It's a, it's a Zoom date unless I come to you. I, this, this podcast based on us coming to stay at your house yeah. for the next retreat. <laughs> 
All right, let's get into it. So tell me a bit about you. So the listeners want to know about um, a bit about your family, a bit about you, um, and then we'll start there. So I'm a mum, and I would say first and foremost, yeah, in a rural place. Um, I live on a cattle farm. To me, it's not that isolated, but to um, city folk, I'm very isolated. So I'm an hour out of us living out of a small town, um, but about 500 k's from the nearest city. And I live out there with my hubby and my three kids. I have a stepdaughter who's 18. And, yeah, like I feel like I'm all the things. Um, And I don't know if I'm doing it very well at the moment because I'm feeling really swamped. But, yeah, mum, I teach my own kids. Um, Because of where we live, I'm a nurse of our household, (laughs) um, of our area, I guess. Um, And, yeah, a PT in the mornings with my crew. Um, so that's um, roughly me. Like I also, I guess, I'm my husband's number one workman because I'm all he's got. <laughs> yeah, so I do a lot of stuff um, and that's probably me in some. And that's moment. where, I think this is where when we were on the retreat together, I was like, you are? You, you do what? <laughs> and I think that just made me want to explore more about you because I was, I was fascinated by being able to, you know, homeschool your kids, be there for your husband um, in a workspace personally, be there for your clients, your family, and, and create space for yourself. So what is Rural Women's Exercise? Tell me a bit about what it actually is. So I started Rural Women's Exercise because living where I live, there's no access to gyms or PTs, and I quite, was quite into my fitness and I had no one to do it with. And the more I talked about it with my friends, the more they were like, oh, you know, you should write a program for me or whatever. And it just sort of happened. Um, I used to, I've created a Facebook group and I would say, you know, here, do this workout, guys, whoever was in the group and they'd do it, get back to me. And then one day I'd done a live workout and that was got a great response. And then I thought, well, I should do this more. Um, and so it's kind of snowballed from yeah, me just doing it a little bit for my mates to realising that there's a whole heap of us rural women that don't have any access to this stuff or any support. Um, And that's why I created it because it's just a little bit of us time, a little bit for just us because everything else us rural women do is for everybody else. And I this is my thing I say all the time. I'm like, we're so busy doing everything for everybody all the time. Rural women's exercise is just something a little bit of something for real women like me for their every day. Um, and, yeah, that's why I started it. It definitely snowballed when I had my third baby and I suffered uh, with postpartum pelvic floor dysfunction and then I got into um, learning about the mum safe stuff with Jen. Um, I mean, that's a huge whole other story, that <laughs> in itself. But that um, really got me a lot more passionate about helping real women was when I myself realised the lack of service for um, rural women when it comes to postpartum health and recovery. That sort of pushed me forward and, go, and made me go, you know, like there's so much more to this and these women need so much more help. So, yeah, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> so I'm going to dig deeper a little bit more into that. So you said um, third child, you had a prolapse. Um, what? Yes. How do you access a women's health physio? How do you even see see anyone? Um, how do you make time and where do you go? Yeah, so I didn't know anything about prolapse when it happened to me. I was three weeks postpartum and I just, 
went like they checked me out of hospital I went back to the property and I went back to doing it all because I was a third time mum I was like I'm superwoman right I can do all this I don't need any help I went back to doing all the physical work that I was doing before without any recovery period and then I didn't even know what recovery period was I just thought oh well I've just bounced back I'm like I've had a baby and I'm fine like I was with the other two and yeah so that happened and I was a bit like what the hell so I googled it don't do that. I don't recommend that. That just Doctor Google was horrifying. Like so, Google was like your life's over. Forget about living an active life. You know this is this is your diagnosis, and you will forever be like this forevermore. And so then I rang my midwife in Huandon, and um, she said, "Oh, don't worry. It happens to most of us. Give yourself time to heal. Come in and see me." Um, and she gave you know I went in and seen her. I couldn't get in for two weeks. Went in and seen her, drove myself in, you know, and then they, you know, lifted the pram out of the car and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, you know, where is someone helping you? I'm like, no, no, hubby's at home working. Um, he's got the two bigger kids. And um, so I'm it, you know, I'm looking after myself basically. And um, they just gave me a list of things, said, you know, eat Metamucil <laughs> to mm. keep you regular, don't lift heavy things um, and see how you go. And um, that wasn't good enough for me. I just really struggled with not being able to be active. So I seeked out. I tried to, well, I didn't know about women's health physios at the time. The midwife said to me, you know, you can get onto a physio if it's not improving after your six-week checkup. I went to my GP at six weeks and she said, and when I was waiting in the waiting room, I was literally standing there holding my baby but also holding in my insides. Like I could feel my body like bracing. Like I was like, if I move, I feel like everything's going to fall out. So I knew I had a bad prolapse and I went into the GP saying to her, I've had a prolapse, like I've got a prolapse what do I do and she laid I lay down and she checked me she goes oh you do but it's not too bad it'll heal over time and that was the end of my that was the end of my help um, from her so I organized to see a physio that was coming out to Huond and I just asked the question and um, it was a male and it wasn't a women's health physio it was just a physio Um, and I was I'm very grateful to him because his wife was a midwife and he used to ask her how he could help me Um, and so I'd go and see him once a fortnight in Huendon um, and he helped me rebuild as best he could without doing any physical assessment on me just by me telling him what was wrong with me and he sort of you know liaised with his wife and that was my level of care and for six months I seen that guy and you know that's tough as a woman Mm. to be telling a guy what's going on with you and him not really understanding and he was doing his best and God bless him. I am so grateful because um, he did help me. But to get to him once a fortnight, yeah, is a hundred kilometre drive on a rough dirt road. I could barely walk with that prolapse. I was really scared to walk because I thought everything was going to fall out because that was the sensation I was feeling. So for me to drive that far, by the time I got out the car in town, I was falling apart. You know, I'd have to rush to get to the toilet before my appointment, um, you know, with a brand new baby and a pram and, it, it was just really hard and that mucked with me mentally. Mm. Um, yeah, and then so I didn't hear about a women's health physio. Um, that was my path to recovery was seeing this guy and it wasn't until um, Jen, a post that Jen had done on Facebook popped up in my news feed about safe return to exercise that I was like, oh, I should study this and I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> so that's what I did and it wasn't until after learning her stuff that, I learned about women's health physios that I seeked one out in, is that even a word, seeked, um, that I found one in Townsville, which is 500 Ks from me, and that's the closest that I could find. So that was three years after my baby 
that I seen a women's health physio and she did. She was very proud of me. She's like, yeah, you, you're doing well now. Your recovery's, you know, you're on track. But, you know, that's a long, slow process, a long recovery, just floundering, hoping you're doing the right thing, not having any real, you know, rest assured guidance. But, yeah, the physio I found in Townsville was great and very reassuring and, you know, but it, it was a long, slow road to recovery and it took me a long time to get there, you know, Physically, the distance, but also yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's what like four hour, you know, four four or five hour drive to get to five hour drive. Yeah, wow. yeah. But that's and so that shows... requires an overnight stay, accommodation. You know, someone to come with me to help me look after the, all. You know, the three kids and then time off school, and it's a big effort. Mm. It's not just I'll oh, duck to the duck to the physio while the kids are in school because I am their school as well. So that you know. There's a lot of barriers to being able to get that support and you just, you've really got to want it. And for me, I really wanted that recovery because I couldn't spend my life living with a prolapse. Like that wasn't good enough for me. And a lot of women I come across now that have similar issues, I'm like, if you're not happy living like that, like you can do something about it. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be your story. You know, like I've met a woman recently who 10 years, she's been living with prolapse because she's a rural woman and it's hard Mm. to get that access. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't have to be your end story, Yeah. Um, you know, and I referred her out. Like it's, yeah, crazy. And that's probably give you more passion for for what you do. Going through that experience yourself. But like what I said at the start, leading by example to everyone, you, and that's the type of person you are, you know that something's not right, want to try and better yourself, learn, fix, and you've gone through that process traveled what five hours made all the, yeah. the big mission to help yourself recover so you can be fit and healthy for yourself and, you, and, you, and your family yeah because it's not an option for rural women to not you know like they just say oh don't lift heavy things that's not an option for us and I'm, I'm sure it's not an option for most women yeah like we can't not lift stuff you know like it's all right for a time to ask for help and I had wonderful help when I asked for it um, from the you know the people around me that, that were on the property at the time, but it's not an option to live on a property and not be able to lift heavy stuff. You know, <laughs> everything we do every day, the physical labours of our job, it's hard yakka, and I couldn't I couldn't not be capable. So yeah, and let's put this in perspective. Like your property is like there's no neighbours, there's no neighbours around surrounding you, so it's like you can't really call in to your next door yeah. neighbour. Yes. Yeah you know, ask for help. You, you live down a, what, yeah. 40 kilometre driveway? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 40 kilometre dirt road driveway. To get there, you've got to drive 70 k's along a highway. Mm. <laughs> so it's a bit of a hike out to us. There are definitely neighbours around, but, you know, like one on one side's 40 minutes away. The other one is at 5k down the road, but it's still, you know, they're busy, they're living their mm. life. You're still very much on your own um and it, it is still an effort to go drive that far down the road even though in our respective terms it's not that far but yeah, yeah it is it is a hike yeah but you make it work because you we you do got over. and yeah that's our life and we don't know any different now mm. you know um when we were kids growing up we lived 10 minutes from town and that was a huge deal for us and we would go to town once a week and now I live an hour from town and we'll go to town once a week. But it's all relative, yeah. you know, like it's just you you adapt to your environment and, um, I mean, it, it is what it is for us now and we just do it and, um, yeah, that's fine. I think you're amazing. <laughs> I do. I think you're amazing. Every time I listen to you, I'm like, no one can, you know, I can't whinge. <laughs> I can't whinge. About I can, but 
I'm like, you just put oh, all have our into yeah, perspective. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's why it's so important that you do what you do. Giving rural women that time out every single, is it five days a week you run your sessions? Yes. Yeah, every morning. And just having that commitment through school terms to know that they can do something for themselves before they get on with the, the daily tasks that they've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. We do it. You know, 5.30 a.m. because the kids are, well, the kids are meant to be still asleep. Often Norman, my littlest, will wake up and hijack the workout, but that's okay. We deal with that. Um, But, yeah, we wake up and get it done and have our time before the day starts for the workmen or anything like that um, or the school day starts. And, um, yeah, it's just our time for us. So talk me through a typical, you know, I know each day can be different, but a typical day from when you wake up. typical day in my life is wake up, have a coffee and then uh, get and do my workout with the girls and then I literally finish that and, you know, go wake the kids up and we start the day, 8 o'clock we head over to our schoolhouse, which is like just there, like 20 metres. Yeah. <laughs> Walk across and um, we, I, I pack the kids a lunch and we go to school. Oh, so you actually step outside I, your own home to go to the school so they feel yes, like they're, I, yeah. Yeah, I used to have it in the house, but that was too difficult because the kids, whenever I'd get distracted or hubby would come and ask something, the kids would see I'm distracted and they'd scatter off to their rooms playing with their toys and then I'd have to rein them back in again and it was just a constant battle. So um, we've um, shifted the schoolroom to, yeah, the house next door, um, which is on the property. It's literally just another dwelling on the property. Mm. Um, And, yeah, we go there and we stay there and we work through school. I'm the teacher and um, they have their teachers on their web lessons that they check in with every day. And we stay there generally till 2 o'clock-ish every day and do school and we stay there till it's done. Sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's later. Um, And then that's done and then hubby's generally waiting with jobs for us to do. (laughs) You know, he's waiting for us to come and give him a hand with something. So we generally, yeah, pack up from school and go out down the paddock then with him and do jobs with him. Um, then there's the usual chores, you know, feeding potties and um, working dogs and um, chooks and, you know, all that jazz. And then it's mealtime, you know, so then you're cooking meals and we've generally always got a visitor of some sort, a contractor, a cattle agent, mm-hmm. um, visitors because people love coming out and visiting us because it's so fascinating to them to come and live out on the property for a week or whatever. So you've always got someone at, at your table that you've got to feed. Um, and then... You know, sometimes at night I might sit down and do a bit of computer work. If you get the time. And then bed. Yeah. And then repeat. <laughs> it just goes on repeat all the time. Yeah. You're bloody brilliant. You are. And you're also a on-site doctor, on-site nurse. Tell me a bit, yep. tell me a bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We, on properties that are remote, um, the Royal Flying Doctor Service provide us with a medical chest. Um, and so you have to be an authorised person, of course, just can't be anybody. Um, and so I'm that authorised person on our property. And if anyone has an accident, if anyone's sick, if anyone has a toothache, you know, from from a toothache to a motorbike crash, um, I'm their go-to nurse um, and I will treat them with what I've got in that medical chest. And there is stuff, doctor-prescribed things in that. So if if it's something, you know, disastrous like a bike accident, then, you know, I'll ring the RFDS, speak to a doctor, and I will literally am like a nurse, you know, blood pressure's this, heart rate's this, this is the symptoms, um, 
you know, all that stuff. And then I'll administer um, medicines if required. I've mm. had to uh, administer uh, morphine once via a needle. I did my first needle and that was ah, yeah. scary, but the flying doctors just talk you through it. Um, and so I've become a nurse without training. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when the flying doctors came to pick up this one guy, they're like, oh, you know, are you a nurse? I'm like, no, but I'm a mum. That's pretty much the same thing, right? Like, <laughs> you just, yeah. You just, you just learn, you know, like you look for the signs and the symptoms and, um, you know, have they got a fever, you know, are they eating, are they drinking, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and so Straight I think into the longer I've been out, yeah, the longer I've been out there, the more things I've experienced, the better my qualifications of yeah. <laughs> nurse have become. So, yeah, um, that's just another one that I just another, just another, just another one. thing. So let's talk I don't about- like it, though. You don't? <laughs> oh, it's high pressure, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, cause it's scary your own being that, that person that they're like, oh, just go to Mel, she'll fix it, yeah. you know, like or ring Mel or when the ambulance, when someone calls the ambulance, they're like, that, you know, they ring you because I know you've got the medical chest and they say you need to go to this person and administer first aid. You're like, ah. I could have done with you yesterday. To. I could have done with ringing Mel yesterday when my son got his oh. fingers stuck in a water bottle lid. But, yeah, ended up, I'm there with a power tool trying to saw it off. Um, so, yeah, my son's oh, a bit traumatised from that. But I could have done with you then. I'm yeah. sure you'd have sorted us out. I would have fixed it straight away. <laughs> um, let's jump back into your so your classes. So tell me a bit about, like, what's involved. How long do they go for? What equipment do you have? Do you need any equipment? Um, what, talk me through a typical session. So uh, I like to be able to help everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so my sessions are for everybody. So whether um, so it's for 30 minutes um, and you can do it live with me or you can, like the recordings are saved, so you can do it later if you wish. Um, and you can have no equipment or you can have weights or whatever. And so the whole time we're doing the workout, I'm constantly saying, if you've got weights, this is where you'll need them. If you're not using weights, grab this, do that. Um, you know, if your core is, if you're working on restoring your core, this is the exercise you're going to do in this, well, you know, like there's constant cues. Um, so for every level, you know, beginner to advanced, like I've had some ladies with me for four years um, who are quite advanced now um, and they still get a lot out of the workout. I just make sure that, you know, when we're doing a movement, I'll say, if this isn't hard enough for you and you want to go harder, this is what you can do. Yeah. Um, so, so there's something for everybody and I'm keeping everybody happy, but also I want it to be, I don't want it to be that gangbuster that the poor person that's just starting out is not feeling really overwhelmed and can't participate. Um, so I'm trying to be very aware of that too and make sure that there's something at every level that's so that everyone goes away feeling okay um, and not feeling defeated, not feeling beaten by workouts so that everyone can participate. So, I mean, yeah, like absolutely you don't have to have any equipment. We will we'll modify or, you know, put in an alternative to suit. Um, for the most part, we use a set of dumbbells um, or resistance bands and that's about it. You and know, there are some people that have advanced barbells. Yeah. Yeah. It's good being able to go through, you know, you know who is at what level and you know what they need. Yes. And that's yes. good so and anybody can constant. Yeah, it's a constant getting to know my clients and trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, oh, such and such needs this. Um, so that takes it, you know, I'm constantly checking in or asking them to check in with me if if they're concerned, like mm. I'm constantly available for them. Um, and I, 
I hope they know that. I try to let them know that. Um, and in fact, I love it if they, the more they message me, you know, the happier I am because I know I can help them more then if they stay in touch with me. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they're all content. I think they are. <laughs> and what about checking for um, like abdominal separation and things like that? If, we, if, if a woman's returning after having a baby and we want to go through that whole abdominal separation because you can't do the hands-on and the pelvic floor cues, do you do this? Do you do this and do you do it one-on-one? How is it done? Yeah, so it's super hard, isn't it? Because I can't um, get a feel. I can't see them. Mm. Um, so I I just, all of my clients, I say they've got to go see a women's health physio. Yeah. Because then I feel safe and happy that they're okay. And there is definitely that pushback because it is such a huge effort to get to them. And it's not until they go that they realise how important it was to go. Then you're like, um, yes. Like, I always get that. You know, like, I'm so pleased. Yeah, you know, they think yeah. they're fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, just go and just make, you know, just satisfy me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, so that's generally what I do um, because I just like to err on the side of caution. At the start of every round, um, you know, I get on and I do teach all that pelvic floor, TA activations, um, right through my sessions. It's constantly in there. I'm saying, you know, if you're feeling this, this is what you need to do. Mm. If, um, you know, if this is happening with your abs, um, this is where you need to go and, you know, fix or adjust or change or, yeah. So it is, um, like Jen always says, you're creating an awareness, not an obsession. Yep, absolutely. So I'm just trying to make them aware and have that awareness. And a lot of them are going to me at the moment, like, uh, what abs? Where are my abs? Can't feel my abs. I'm like, don't worry. Like, they're there yeah. and you'll get to it. Like, you'll feel it eventually. Just going, yeah, just going through the motions and um, just getting them to practice but yeah, because I can't physically see them or feel them, mm. that's my go-to. And yes, I, I mean, I have women right across Australia, so it's um, hard to go, yep, just go to this physio because a lot of them yeah. are, yeah, like me, 500Ks from their closest one, 600,000 mm. k, whatever it may be. So it's a matter of working it in with when they're going to town, when they've got time and when they've got someone to help them with their kids. Yeah. So it is, it is hard for them, but it's so worthwhile if they can do it and you know, like you got to put yourself first, right? Because mm. there's no point doing my exercise program and then injuring yourself and not being able to participate anymore. I and mean, that will leave you miserable. So, um, yeah, if I can try and get them to go Perfect. to um, women's health physio first, um, that's the best. And that is, it's a bit of a slow burn with it, isn't it? And even in, you know, in, in my area, it's kind of just helping people over the line, even when they've yeah. got access to it. So I think... I think you're doing an amazing yeah. job trying to encourage people to go and no one ever regrets going to see a physio and you no. get people regretting, I wish I'd gone. So I think, yeah, it's so important. Yeah. And like like me, no one no one hears about them. Like out where we are, I didn't even know that they existed. Yeah. Like I didn't know there was yeah. such a thing. Um, and now, you know, pregnant women, I'm like, go to a women's health physio while you're pregnant so you can learn all about that stuff. Mm. And then you'll be sweet post-birth. I mean, you might not be sweet post-birth, yeah. but you'll have that. Education. education you'll know yeah. what's going on with your body you won't freak out like I did and spend weeks in tears because I didn't know what was happening to my body you yeah. know you'll have that upper hand because mm. you'll have an awareness about it and yeah. um yeah so so valuable and you've got this group of mums are all over Australia as you said but you said that I think last time we chatted you said that you have meetups with some of them if it's do is it in your local town so you're trying to not yeah. 
whenever, whenever yeah. I'm in town. If yeah. um, you know, I've definitely got my clients are like my friends, so we'll catch up for coffee. I just had um, coffee with a client friend this morning, so we try and catch up and meet up when we can. Mm. I've organised um, a ladies' luncheon. Well, I haven't organised a ladies' luncheon. I booked a table at a ladies' luncheon that a few of us are going to go to, um, just so we can connect and you know. Um, get to know each other in person. Um, and then this year I've also planned a Christmas party at my property. Oh, nice which I'm one. Really That's excited so about. Good. Yeah. So I'm like, if only I could just hire a big plane and put them all on and bring them to me. <laughs> it would be so cool. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so I've got a bunch important. of them coming out to the property. Yeah, so like we're just, excited about that. I think creating that community, you've already created it, but then layering on top of that, that first, yeah. you know, one-on-one connection and, and traveling and staying in a hotel and just to have that connection with people. People are committed. You're committed. And once yeah. you've had that face-to-face and that interaction, it will just change yeah. the dynamics of your training. Do you feel? Oh, definitely. There's nothing like that face-to-face connection. Like mm. you just bond over a cup of coffee yeah (laughs) I find and I really enjoy it like I need it as much as they need it like Mm. I'm just another one of them it's just that I've got the PT qualifications like I love going and have a cup with them and getting to know them as much as they probably do me like it's just um connection is super important and us girls out in the sticks we don't like it's very lonely it's very isolated you're on your own a lot of the time and you're just you're on that um, roller coaster, just you know, making ends meet, doing all the things all the time for everybody else. It's so nice to stop and talk to someone else in the same boat and just connect. And you know, like this morning, I sat there with my friend and we were we were talking about how busy we are. And we're like, "But well, does it? You know, does it ever stop? Like, mm. when can we get off the roller coaster? <laughs> stop! We're so tired. And <laughs> talk, about- um, but it doesn't. So it's nice. It's just nice to be able to, you know, vent and. It doesn't even have to be about exercise. Like it's just, it's just nice to have those friendships. And the next time you're online, you'll you've have that. Oh, how is such and such? You know, whatever you talked about over that cuppa that you wouldn't get through yeah. the screen. Yeah, like yeah. us now. Yeah. You remember so much more about them because you've connected with them face to face. You know, mm. we do a lot of get to know yous and um, back and forth with messages and stuff. But until I see them face to face then I'm like, then it really sticks in with me what's going on in their life and, yeah. you know, their kids yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah much easier. Yeah. And talking about that connection, I mean, you've done that for yourself coming to the mum safe retreat and to you, that's just a normal, a normal day, but we were like, so <laughs> you, you drove from your property to Rockhampton. Townsville. Townsville, sorry, Townsville. From Townsville, yep. you flew to Brizzy, drove yep. to the Gold Coast for two nights, <laughs> two nights, and then done the same back. Yeah. And, I was like, and then turn around and went home. Yeah. But <laughs> what the things that you, the connection you got over that weekend was, you know, for all of us was well worth the travel for everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so, that was so good. I was exhausted. I fell asleep at the airport waiting for my plane. Like I got to the airport and just put my feet up and zonked. Like I was so exhausted, but it was so nice. And it was so nice to go somewhere and feel safe. You know, like it didn't matter what clothes I wore, how I spoke. Mm. It didn't matter that my voice shook when I had to like talk on stage. Like nothing, it was just, you were just free to be who you are. And I don't think I've ever felt like that. Like in any, in any group of women, that was really special. I really enjoyed that. And I like, that was my biggest thing I came home with was like, it was so, I was so safe 
to be me and that I really, yeah, really yeah. love that. I Sam, Sam, I'll come home and I was in a bit of a downer, I think, because I've been around so many been on a high. cool people and it was just yeah. what I took away from that weekend was just amazing, like to the connection, feeling safe, like my first presentation, you're, you were on yeah. stage talking, safe environment surrounded by supportive women. Well done, mm-hmm. Jen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shout out to Jen. That was that was awesome. And it made me come home and go, I want to create that for my people, you know, like I hope they feel safe at Rural Women's Exercise. I hope my people feel safe yeah. and, and loved and valued and perfect just the way they are. Like mm. I, you, it doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, what clothes you wear, how many kids you've got, doesn't matter. Like you're a person mm. and you're so valued and, yeah, I hope I can create that for those. I'm sure you have and that's why you've got such a big group of women. Some awesome clients yeah. because I got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the um, the rural flying doctor service. So you're doing a tell me about a little bit about the charity raising that you're doing raising yeah, money for so at the moment. Currently walking, running, or biking um, to raise money for the rural flying doctors. So like I was saying before, we get a medical chest on our property. That costs us nothing. The flying doctors provide us with that. It costs us nothing for the flying doctors to fly out and rescue us. Um, All the medicine that gets put in that chest, that medical chest, they replace that. Every time a medicine expires, we get new medicines. None of it costs us anything. If our kids have got a headache and we need Panadol, that's supplied to us by the flying doctors, you know, like, and it costs us nothing. And so we're uh, um, Rural Women's Exercise Group. uh, We're raising money for that. Um, to say thank you um, because without them, I mean, people's lives would be lost if we didn't have them um, because there's just time is of the essence when there's an accident or an emergency um, and they are the ones that can get to us the quickest. So um, when I saw this challenge come up and one of the girls said, oh, we should do that, I'm like, we are so doing that because the work they do is incredible and so valuable and um, life-saving. So, um yeah, I've I've only run. I think I've only done forty kilometers, and I said I'd do ninety four. So, How long have you got? So there's going to be a few ten k runs. <laughs> I see you walks yeah. every day. I love seeing your little stories on Instagram. <laughs> love it. It inspires me to get outside. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. I love getting outside. I really, really enjoy it. Um, and going for that walk. It's only you know twenty or thirty minutes, but bit of headspace. Really start the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, that's what we're doing at the moment. There's a few, oh, I don't know how many days we've been left in October. I don't even know what the date is. But it's, yeah, I've got to the end of October. We have 94 kilometres. Um, but our team, so there's like, I don't know, um, one of the girls scrolled through and there was like 260 teams and she got sick of scrolling. So I don't know how many that there are in total, but we were like eight on the. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're doing great. So <laughs> it's pretty exciting and, yeah, pretty proud, like, to be, um, you know, doing that and, just really hope, um, yeah, hope that more people can support us because um, without flying doctors, uh, we'd be, mm, yeah, not not yeah, in a good no, spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it comes to accidents and things, yeah. And how? Big but you is can your... ring them anytime. Like I can ring them in the middle of the night and say, "My son's woken up crying with an earache or something," and they'll say, "Or oh, like recently, Normie had some, got something in his eye, and I wasn't sure whether to be worried about it or not." So I rang them, and they're like, "Just take a photo, text it to me." So I did. He had a look and and rang me back and was like, "Or oh, sat on the phone to me actually," and um, you know, said, "Oh, yep, give him 
giving this antibiotic, this, this looks like an infection and treated them over the phone, you know, like that doesn't, like they're so good. Yeah, <laughs> it so gives you a bit of us. security knowing that there's someone there to support mm. you. Support yeah, Support the nurse definitely. on the job. Yeah. <laughs> How many people are part of your group? Um, last time we talked, I had 60. Well, I've got 68 yeah. ladies this well time. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's growing. It's growing all the time. And I've got ladies on the wait list for next year. Yeah. So, We're going to ask, like, year, tell me true. about it though. Tell me. So you do term to term and you close. So if you don't get in for that term, tough luck. You've got to wait until the next intake. Is that right? Yes, correct. Because I like to invest my time in the people I have mm. um, and I like to make sure I spend time getting to know them and working out where they're at and what they need and, try, and you know, connecting with them. And so, yes, it's um, the school term and it's generally 10 weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah, yep, closed off and then you can waitlist um, until um, the next one opens. And when's that? Yeah, January 23. Yep, cool. So if anybody's yeah. wanting to jump in, jump onto your, how do we find you if anybody's listening? Yes. So um, just Real Women's Exercise on Facebook or Insta and um, there's a link in my bio and you just click on that and, um, yeah, you can go and get on the wait list there. Probably the easiest way. And then that way you'll be able to keep up to date. You know, once you're on my wait list, you'll get the emails that'll say, uh, Regos are opening, you know, first in best dress, all, yeah. all that jazz. And do you have a cap on how many you take in or you, you have a limited time more than a cap? Um, I said 60 was my cap. Are you doing well? <laughs> now I'm at 68. Yeah. Um, look, I don't necessarily have a cap. I, I just, because um, a lot of the clients that I have are clients that I've had for years. Mm. So I more so have a cap on how many newbies I take on just because, yeah, I want to allocate enough of my time to those newbies and let it, and, you know, helping them yeah. get started and, and get, get strong and um, educated and all of that that goes with it. Um, you know, it's not as simple as wake up and work out with me. I mean, it can be if that's what they want, mm. but I like to make sure that they're being looked after as far as their pelvic floor health yeah. and, um, that side of things as well. And so, yeah, what number that is, I, yeah, I don't really know. I think I took on 10 newbies this month. That's um, brilliant. This term. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this, so, you know, I spend this term now getting to know them and, yep. and building that relationship with them and helping them learn all about their bodies. The sky is your limit, I think, with this. I think you just, you, you keep yeah. going. You're doing such an amazing job. Well done, Melissa. Now I need to duplicate me though. You do. You can't, yeah. I mean, you, you're wearing all wanna, the hats. Yeah, yeah. I um, duplicate me so there can be one in the schoolroom and then one doing this and then one out in the <laughs> paddock with Tubby. Um, that would be cool. Yeah. There's only one of you. You're a legend. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. I'm going to ask you, we'll start finishing up. So I've got a couple of questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. Who are the most, the three most influential people to you within the business or personal life? It could be either if I'm putting you on the spot there. Mm, you put me on the spot there. <laughs> I should have read your, I should have read your notes. <laughs> look, I really look up to Jen because she's a solutions woman mm. and I love that. Um, she, she doesn't say, you know, this is how I do things and this is what you should do. She just really, she's a great listener. Yeah. Listens to what you've, um, what's going on for you. And she always has some sort of a solution that she offers. She doesn't say that's what you should, that's what you have to do. She just offers solutions. And I really love that. And, you know, I look up to that and admire that. And again, hope that I can 
offer something like that um, for my people. Oh, goodness. Who else? I don't know. This is really hard. We can keep it at one. Um, oh, my older sister's pretty cool. Yeah. As far as yeah. she's just very giving and nothing's a problem. I don't know. She, maybe she gets stressed and I just don't see it, but I just think, and I don't know if it's a big sister thing, but she's always she's just got her shit together all the time. She probably doesn't. Yeah, I'm but to me, <laughs> to me, I look at her and I'm like, she does all these things. She's always well put together. She's always cool cat. Um, nothing phases her, and she's very giving to other people. Um, she's always got like I could ring her at midnight and say, I need you to do this. I need you to drive here and do this for such and such, and she would. That sounds like you. Yeah. It sounds like oh, you're talking it? about you there. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds like you. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so there you go. I aspire to be like her, so maybe that's what I am yeah. doing, trying to be like yeah. her. She'd um, like, probably awesome. roll her eyes at me right now and be like, uh, no, Melissa, that's not what I'm like at all. But, um, yeah, definitely. And that might just be a little sister looking up to a big sister. I don't yeah. know. But, um, yeah, I've always cool. admired my big sister. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. Well, let's cup it at two. Mm. Because you just you rolled out. Yeah, one. good. Because I'm like, I'm here in my brain going, oh. And you know, after this, I'll think of one. I'll be like, oh, that's what I should have said. Well, Jen Dugard anyway. and your sister, two legends. Pretty good. Yeah, um, definitely. That's, so you said before the uh, listeners connect with you via Facebook and Instagram through yeah. Rural Women's Exercise. Rural Women's Exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, follow yeah, Melissa. Easy. Give her a follow. Check out what she's doing. Send her a yeah. message. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Message me and talk to me. I'll be like, I really like getting messages. Mm, I've, I want to organise a Zoom wine. I think that's all. Oh, yeah. Do, I reckon. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's wrap it up. Any more, anything else that you want to say? Oh, no, just thank you for having me. I really love your vibe. I'm um, I was quite stoked to come and talk to you. I was super excited. <laughs> I was like, can't wait for this one. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> Honestly, since oh, our it's retreat. Just like normal life. You guys are so fascinated by it. Like for me it's just normal. Yeah. Like. You had you know, if you could see us at the retreat, you had an like an audience around you and we were just yeah. <laughs> fascinated by your story, everything you do, you and your husband, obviously your husband's um, you know, in the background doing the other stuff, um, all the family stuff, the work, the the everything on the on the property. But you you both seem to make a brilliant team. And mm. good luck with rural women's exercise. Good luck with everything um, leading up to Christmas and everything you've got to do. And mm. lovely to speak to you. Thank you. Thanks for giving your time. No and let's have that pleasure. wine soon. Yes, book it in. All right, Melissa. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, Emma. Bye. If you are looking to return to exercise after having a baby, head to motivatemoms.com to download my checklist on returning to exercise safely and also follow me on Instagram, Motivate Mums.